there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on v the sports betting network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. It is Thursdays with oh. the Maestro. Mike Palm joins us for a full hour in studio. He is the VP of Circa Resort and Casino, the Golden Gate, and the D in downtown Las Vegas. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Good morning, Mitch. Good morning, Paul. Good hey, morning, Seabrook, New Hampshire, our loyal Nesson family watching. Mundeline, Illinois, Peekaboo Marquee, we see you. Tignish on Prince Edward Island, watching on Rogers Sportsnet. Latrobe, Pennsylvania, AT&T in the Pittsburgh area, and Santee, California, the sunrise over Spectrum. The longest day of the year yesterday here in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah, Great job. Yeah. Great job. I had an early sneak peek at no hyperbole. Oh. Number one's a doozy. There's one time du- during Karnak, the great bit. I know you did it on the air for Halloween when, before the show, Carson told Ed McMahon, this one's going to put you away. Sis Boomba. Sis Boomba. Sis Boomba. That's coming up go. in 15 oh, minutes Oh, this here. number one is going to put you away, Mitch. Strong. Yeah. It's very good. We're very excited to find out what yeah. that is. Um, Okay, so Shohei Otani pitched last night. Oh. He was brilliant. The offense gave him zero runs of support. And how about this now? In the two-game set at home against the Dodgers, they lost that two-game set four runs to zero. Mm-hmm. Could not score a run. Two love, two love. Yeah, there you go. Mm. Otani, 12 strikeouts over seven innings, but no help. Uh, yeah, they hit poorly. Uh, I thought Kershaw was great. Kershaw made Otani look silly in his at-bats. But, I mean, they have second and third and nobody out in the bottom of the seventh of that game. Of the pitching performance, that was a bullpen day for the Dodgers yesterday, by the way. I thought Detmers looked by far the best. I thought he was better than Otani. I mean, this the kid threw the no-hitter. He really shouldn't have been in the major leagues at that point, and he regressed after that. But this kid's going to be very good, Reed Detmers. I had to pick him up in fantasy this week, finally. I had to do it because he's been on fire lately. So, you know, when, Mike, you sat in last week for Paulie when he was out uh, a couple of days there on the shelf. So there was a story written on MLB.com 10 days ago, and they had 47 people contribute to the story, and they were getting their MVP picks, right? Of the 47 people who participated, 42 of them gave Ronald Acuna the National League MVP. Only 23 at the time gave Shohei the MVP, 23 out of 47. Well, today, fast forward to right now, it would have to be all 47, right, to win the American League MVP? I would think. So trying to, like, gauge what would be fair value on him, there's no way they can trade him, though, at this point, right? They're in the mix here for a playoff spot. I don't think he'll want, he wants to be traded either. I think, you know, everybody looks at this from the perspective if we have bets on him, either for MVP or Cy Young. The, the great fear was that he would get traded out of the American League and then your ticket would be dead. But not only are they in the race for the playoffs, he's the leader for MVP. He, are you going to trade him out of the American League and deny him an MVP? I, that's not happening. No, I don't think it no. is either. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah. trying to like even get gauge like what would be fair compensation 
in return. For, it, this is like, I sent it over, over an email to you, right? It's a very, very good list. I have one addition to the okay, list. Okay, but. but this, I'm going to preface this by saying it sounds completely ridiculous. But is anything really ridiculous when you're talking about potentially landing this guy in a trade? No, and, and you're getting a hitter and a pitcher. I mean, I don't think you, one of your choices is two hitters, two position players, right, which right. I, I nixed because of the loss of the pitching. Um, it, it's interesting to look at these possible trades from both perspectives, from the perspective of the team and from the perspective of the Angels, where you would make the arguments. Well, you came up with a very solid list here. Does this remind you of Gretzky in, in a little it, bit? It does. Good, the 30 for 30 on mm -hmm. it, and he still <laughs> was in his prime, and the Oilers traded him after all those cups, and he goes to L.A., but it was also money, a ton of money was involved because Pocklington, the owner, had financial issues, but it's like, how do you get fair compensation for the greatest hockey player of all time? Great I mean, point. I mean, it was, it was absurd. Right. Players, money, picks, never enough. So I think, you, like, to me, you could throw anything at me. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. That might be a fair conversation, but we'll do this. We'll do a two-for-one deal here, right? Yeah. And see if any of this would make sense. You want to do it from the Angels' perspective. Is that how you want to answer sure. it? Or do you want to answer it from the other two? Well, you, I think we can answer. Like, okay, number one, I think we can answer from both sides. Okay. And this, again, would Spencer Strider and Ronald Acuna for Shohei Otani. I think that's the first one that came to my mind. So when you wrote the email, I didn't look at your list. I tried to come up with a list of my okay. own. This was the first one on mine. It was. Because <laughs> of age. I think age is the most important factor in the trade when, when we get down to it here. And both these guys are 25 or younger, with Strider being 24 and Acuna being 25. When we get down to like Cole and, and Judge, I mean, they're both in their 30s. Right. I think that's a pass. Yeah. This one here, <laughs> it, the, first of all, the Braves would not make this offer. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Because you're trading one MVP for another MVP. Plus, you're a guy that you keep texting me, you want to bet him for Cy Young every other week. Now you're going to pull the trigger. Now you're going to pull the trigger. <laughs> every other week. He's not, I'm ready now. I'm well, ready I, didn't now. Want, I didn't want to bet at plus 125, but 8 to 1, I'm intrigued. Yeah. I, I told you at 4.5 to 1, it's no good. You know, you get up there around 10 to 1. Because okay. I think the National League is, is, is more wide open. So do I. Angels, I think, would accept that. Braves would oh, not even offer. Correct. It. Okay. Zach Gallen and Corbin Carroll. I think that's a pass for the Angels. I so do I, I. I. I mean, rookie. what? Yeah. So do I. No. <laughs> See, this, yeah. is oh, this is why it's yeah. fun. Yeah. This is why I think this is great. <laughs> I. I think this is a pass for. If I'm the Angels, I think this is a pass because, I mean, Carroll's been great, but I mean, the sample size is the one I propose is a very small sample size too on the pitcher. But uh, you know, he's good so far. But I mean, are you going to say he's he's going to give you the compensation value as a hitter as Otani? I think that the jury's still out on that. And, and Gallon's been good for two years. A couple years yeah, now. Two but years. Yeah, right, right, right. And he's same age as Otani, basically. 27, Otani's 28. Uh, but I, I'm, it's a pass for me if I'm the Angels. I think the Angels could get better than that. And I, and I think it oh might God. be a pass if you're Arizona, too. I think the underlying thing, and I've said this before, is yeah. how big is the Asian community in your market? Uh, it's very, very important because from a revenue perspective, not only ticket sales, but merchandise well, sales. Well, this is just, <laughs> yeah, fair. This is just an all-time disaster. If they stay in it, don't make the playoffs, and then he goes and they don't get nothing oh, nothing boy. in return. Hey, how about this? It's for an all-time disaster. It is. How about if you're, if you're the Braves, would you do Strider and Acuna for Otani and Trout? Otani and Trout? <laughs> Trout's the throw-in, obviously, in the deal. Think about that. He's the throw-in at this point. Trout's the throw-in. <laughs> Was he three-time MVP? He's the throw-in, though. Who knows? How will he ever perform in the playoffs? It's a big wild card. Wow, it's a great, it's a great one. Is that the one? What, what, okay, so hold on. Before we get into yours, you brought up well, the Asian community and how that's a big deal. I believe that as well. Yeah. Seattle, yeah. it's yeah. massive. Huge. Okay, Luis Castillo and Julio Rodriguez. Mm. Would you do that? I think Seattle would do that Seattle in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Would the Angels do it? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Although Julio Rodriguez is, is going to be an MVP, I think, yeah. one day. Um, but Castillo, 30. Uh, and his career has been bounced around. I don't think he's been handled well. Um, he helped them to get to the where they were last year, but it looks like they're on the outside looking in again this year. I mean, he toiled all those years when... The Reds were the chic pick for everybody to make the playoffs. I mean, they, they did one year and then didn't score a run, I think, against the Braves yep. in that series. Yep. So I don't think the Angels would do that deal. Same here. What is your example? Which one did you come up with? Well, I came up with one that wasn't on your, sure. your list, and I said Yuri Perez and Louis Arias. 
a big age thing. I mean, Arias is going to hit 350 every year. We mm -hmm. see that. He's going to flirt. He's only 26. I thought he was a little older than. Of course, Perez is just 20, but I mean. Only 20 years old. We've been talking about this kid for a while, and he's been lights out so far. I mean, what, five or six starts. Yep. Strikeout machine. And uh, yeah, Ray under there two huge. so far. I mean. Okay, so this would never happen. Same state, because the team would never spend that much money on Otani. But if, the, if you're the Angels, would you do Otani for Shane McClanahan and Wander Franco? Mm. McClanahan's really good, and he's 26. Mm. Yeah. I mean, if there's a pitcher you want to go out and get right now, I think Framber and McClanahan are the two, and McClanahan has the advantage because he's three years younger than Framber. If I'm the Angels, how good is Wander Franco? I know, I, I mean, if I'm the Angels, I probably do the deal for McClanahan. Again, North Florida, is he a big draw, Otani? I don't know. Probably not. Houston's a big, big area. I mean, it's the fourth largest city. I, if I'm the Angels, I'd do Framber and Alvarez. You would I accept th that I trade. think that's the second strongest package behind Strider and Acuna. Yeah, it's a pretty good that's package. in my opinion. And would the Astros do that? Um, it's interesting. I mean, they still have a team that's, that's going to be competitive. They have a lot of depth of pitching, though. I do say. They bring up all these young yeah. arms. Same thing with the Braves. The Braves have so many arms. They, I think they would, you know... Consider, yep. I don't think they give well, Acuna, but they consider some pitchers in the deal. Well, much like, what was it, last year? Lose 12 in a row now, so this would come to fruition. Oh, yeah, right. I right. mean, I, I want to see this. Yep. The, the last one this here. This would be unbelievable. To put, and we're trying to gauge, yeah. like, his, like, he's minus 425 to win the MVP. Paulie asked me the true, the true number on that. I said, if he doesn't get hurt and he plays the whole year, he, the true number's like minus 5,000 right now. You're not going to catch this guy to win the MVP. So... If the what if the Yankees called and said we'll give you Garrett Cole and Aaron Judge? Pass. You pa look at that. I pass. No hesitation. Quickly. I pass quickly. Would you? Would you take that? Deal? I would not take it. Either. No, no shot. I would not take it. No shot. <laughs> I take the Carol Gallon deal before I take the. These. Oh really? Oh yeah. Wow. Okay. Before yeah. that, that one. Wow. My mm -hmm. God. This yeah, is that's wild. A, that's a big pass for me. <laughs> well, how long more longer is Cole going to pitch? I don't know. He's thirty-two. It's a good question. And Judge. Here's the one that surprised me when I looked up all the ages. I didn't know Judge was 30. He's 31. I mean, he was rookie of the year in, in 17, but I mean, he was rookie of the year when he was 25 years old. Okay. You know, that's the surprising number. I thought Judge was like 28 or 29. It's a pretty, I love this conversation. I really do. And Paulie, great analogy. Like what's fair value for Wayne Gretzky? In well, Wayne Gretzky is even a, a more extreme example because he's a, was undoubtedly the greatest of all time at that point. Yes. With yeah. no debate in a sport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it was the whole thing yeah. about becoming popular, hockey getting popular yeah. in Southern California. That's right. What that meant well, to the market. I mean, I knew people that huge. lived here that would fly down to the games. Yeah. Every, every one of the Kings home games yeah. at that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wild, man. All right. Let's follow the money here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. We'll continue with the VP of Circa Resort and Casino, Mike Palm, up next. Uh, who does he have in the crosshairs this week for no hyperbole? Can't wait to find out who number one is. You will find out coming up next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. 
With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Your last second bets in. NBA Draft, great menu up at DraftKings and download the app today. New customers can bet $5, get 150 in bonuses instantly. Use promo code VEASAN. VEASAN when you sign up, DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Here we go. No bias. You will respect my authority. No pulled punches. Your wife cheated on you because you lost sight of who you are as a man, as a husband. No agenda. There is no fear in this dojo. This is no hyperbole. This is the best part of the week. Here's the maestro, Mike Palm. I am the smartest man alive. All right, here we go. Number three, bowled over in Omaha. On Tuesday afternoon, Oral Roberts and TCU met for the second time in this year's College World Series, an elimination game in Omaha. In the top of the sixth inning, TCU had runners on second and third with one out. Carson Brown Bowen hit a grounder to short, which caught the runner from second, Elijah Nunez, in a rundown. Shortstop, Blaze Brothers, great name, chased Nunez towards third. As they both dove towards third, he tagged him on the heel. Brothers' momentum carried him through the base, where the runner who was on third at the start of the play, Austin Davis from TCU, was standing. The momentum took his legs out and moved Austin Davis off the base. When Brothers tagged Davis, the third base umpire called a double play, both the runners from second and third out. Kirk Sarlos, remember as a pitcher in Major League Baseball, mostly for the A's, I remember, is the TCU coach who immediately challenged the play. After a lengthy review, the double play was upheld and no obstruction was called on Oral Roberts to the disbelief of many. A very, very bad call especially considering it was reviewed. Number two, deja vu all over again. Fast forward seven hours later and 470 miles east on Interstate 80 to Comiskey Park. I mean, cellular one, I mean guaranteed rate field on the south side of Chicago. It's the bottom of the eighth inning. And Rob Manfred's team of umpires said to the NCAA umps, hold my beer. The game is tied at six. A single to left field. Elvis Andrews tries to score from second on the single by Zach Remillard. Travis Jankowski fires a dart to catcher Josh Heim, who tags out Andrews just before of him sliding into home plate. The White Sox challenged the play, and as Steve Stone said on the White Sox broadcast, what have you got to lose? It's a bang-bang play. A lengthy review follows. James Hoy, the crew chief, comes out and declares he was safe but Heim violated the home plate collision rule, and he is therefore safe, giving the White Sox a 7-6 lead. Bruce Bochy, I mean, come on. Where he starts, he started behind the plate. At no point was he even over the plate. He gave Elvis Andrus a clear path to slide. Bruce Bochy, who played catcher in Major League Baseball, said, it's one of the worst calls i ever seen. Steve Stone, the White Sox broadcaster and former Major League pitcher, said, I have no idea why that was a violation. But we'll take it. (laughs) How about 45 minutes later and 2,130 miles west on I-80, go to San Francisco, and Austin Nola in a bang-bang play at the plate has his whole leg on the plate and tags out the San Francisco runner. Out, no review, no obstruction. (laughs) We just can't get these things right, and we can't be consistent. Let's just go back to the way it was for 100 years. If the ball beats you there, the catcher could be in the baseline. If the ball doesn't beat you there, it's obstruction. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mike Sosha made a career on not letting you get to the plate. Mm-hmm. I understand it's a different era with concussion. There's Nola, clearly blocking the plate. Out, no challenge, no violation. All right, and then and then number one. I mean, it's it's been a long time since we had Morris Berger want to have dinner with Hitler, but we're back, we're back with the college assistant coaches. Number one, putting the F back in Stephen F. Austin. <laughs> When you think of dominant college sports programs, several come to mind. Maybe it's the UConn women's program under Gino Oriema or the Iowa wrestling program under Dan Gable. Certainly in that group, you think of the Stephen F. Austin women's bowling team (laughs) who've reached the pinnacle of their sport 
with national championships in 2016, 2019, and a runner-up finish in 2020. Well, scandal, unfortunately, has rocked that program as it's come to light that an assistant coach had an affair with one of the female bowlers. The cherry on the top of this story, Mitch, is that the assistant coach is married to the head coach of the team. Yes, Steve Lemke, the assistant coach, hey, Steve. admitted to the affair. And I have to tell you, the story in the Nagadocious Daily Sentinel was some great investigative reporting. This would have made Woodward and Bernstein <laughs> proud when they broke, they broke this story back in April. Now, Lemke did resign from the team. But, I mean, the quotes from this guy, there you see the couple in happier times uh, in front of the Trump White House there. Uh, here, here's some stories from Steve as he talks about the whole situation. He did resign from the school. I knew it was kind of a no-no, <laughs> but there's no rule saying it can't happen. It's not a law saying I'm going to jail for doing something like this. I guess it's just an ethics code, <laughs> and it's frowned upon. Because <laughs> he pulls a stance. Is that wrong? He said, they asked him, how did your wife, Amber, who was hired in 2012 and built the program up, discover the affair? He said, she saw a text on my phone from the girl. Now, the text didn't say anything in detail. It was just about, quote, how amazing I am, basically, in a general perspective. <laughs> After her going through my phone more, I admitted to the affair. He went on to grumble, though, about what led up to this affair. He said, quote, I was a stay-at-home dad for five years with the kids while she got to go off and coach the team. And then when she'd get back, she'd have me run practices on top of taking care of the kids. When they'd travel again, I would go back to being a full-time Mr. Mom. Then when she fully hired me on, she almost forced me to run the practices. I was a volunteer for many years before she made me an assistant coach. But once I got hired on, one thing sort of led to another. I felt like I was doing too much for what I was being valued at. If this guy isn't the Dumbo of the Year award, I don't know and why he would say these things in the newspaper. The school, when asked to comment, said he's no longer here, and that's the bottom line. He resigned facing an ethics violation. The girl, the bowler, is no longer back with the team. Amber's still the head coach, and they are officially divorced at this point. And that's no hyperbole this week. Wow. I almost thought it was a made-up story. Yeah. I had to research it more and more. I thought it was a whole put on. How, how could anybody? How could anybody say this stuff? <laughs> it's just I didn't, <laughs> went on to value. give an interview to explain himself. Yeah, I like the she Kyle. wasn't valuing me enough. Right, shame on her. This is what she gets. She got to go off and run the run the bowling team. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> I'm at home with the kids. It really is Costanza oh, when yes. he has sex with the cleaning lady on his desk. The same thing. And he walks in. He goes, "Was that wrong? Should I have not done that? <laughs> right? Was that is that frowned upon here?" <laughs> I gotta plead ignorance. I gotta tell you. It's not I mean, this guy. It's is not against the law. law. It's no. not against the rule. I'm not no going to jail. This. I'm not right. Right. Uh, by the way, one of the throwaway lines that you had there that deserves a lot of credit, I think, is uh, she's been. Was it your words or his words? She's been building the program up since 2012, mm -hmm. building up the Stephen F. Austin women's bowling program. I think it started in 2010, and I mean, within five years, they were six years. They won a national championship. Wow. I mean, it's a remarkable story. Sure. If this was, I mean, nobody would have cared if this was just another run of the mill. You know middle of the conference bowling team i think <laughs> right then it gets lost then it's not it a big story the but they're shuffle. national champions or you, you have yeah. a hard charging press like nagedocious like puerto rico yeah. <laughs> hard charge the fan base is <laughs> Remember, Jeez, that was one of his favorite <laughs> favorite lines when interviewing the uh, padres manager in the 10 days he was a coach in puerto rico oh yeah that's great <laughs> by, by the way i'm from we're all midwestern guys yeah. right i grew up I grew up bowling every week of my life i was in leagues my whole life i can appreciate good but I had a 191 average. I bowled from the time I was like six years old. Same here. Yeah. Oh, really? Loved That's all you it. did. Yeah. What, what Greg Peterson was on the, the UW Oshkosh team, I think. You, aren't yeah. you ranked top five in ping pong, too? I, I, I don't know about ranking, but You're I right. beat the number three Ugandan player <laughs> at one point in college. <laughs> that was in a 100, 100, 168 match sure. winning streak. Yeah. Yeah. Hanging a lot of it that. was the same people I beat, but they would they would bring in people to challenge. How, how mad were you when you finally lost? Or did you retire? I forget how that No, no, no. I, I finally did lose, but it was more of a relief. You know, it became oh, a, a burden. It, it <laughs> yes. became a burden. How yeah, long would yeah. it go on? Yeah. yeah. Did, did you not bowl? No, I was no. I You're was not a bowler? I, I played hockey and baseball. Oh. Yeah, I didn't. I know. mean, there's, you, you, let's be honest here, very limited options for like six, seven months out of the year. Mm -hmm. I mean, when it's, you got snow banks that are 11 feet high. 
and it's 14 degrees outside, not a lot to do. Not a lot to do. But bowling's fun. It's a very social sport. It is, yeah. Well, that's the reason We have a, girl, a bunch of girls on the marketing team. They're on, a, they're on a bowling league on Wednesday night. The team name is the Britney Spares. That's not bad. It's cute. No, it's pretty yeah. cute. Not bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think a big Lebowski, though, and how people yeah. take it okay. too seriously oh, with, yeah, the, uh, <laughs> with the league rules. <laughs> Over the line! <laughs> I mean, all stuff like that, but sure. I, is there a fan base? I mean, is, is there a, a booster? Well, what? I don't know. They and still televise you, it, but I think in like the 80s, it was pretty big. I mean, ABC, Wild World oh, of Sports. Weber. Had oh, absolutely. It yeah, Earl Anthony. Yeah, all uh, that you're, stuff. You're right. right? I, and by the way, did bowling get decent ratings? It must have because it was on year after well, year. They used to have there. the women's bowling on ESPN yeah. all the they time. They used to show on ESPN women uh, uh, billiards. Mm -hmm. That spider gal, what Lee, was her name? Janet Lee. Jan yeah. yeah, the widow. What was the widow. Some, yeah, some widow or something. Yeah. yeah, they come yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need, <laughs> we need the PBA back on national TV. We need books to actually put up numbers on this the stuff. The stepladder. You're, you're fourth or fifth. You got to win the four matches. Made everything. <laughs> Magnus for Magnuson. He lift yeah. the car. Coming in with the... Remember that stuff? Oh, yes. Of course. <laughs> the crap they Wild would put on American Gladiators. In-pocket plays are up next. Would Mike agree to bail on a World Series of Poker event if his wife was in labor? That's all. to determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it. Take it. Take it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to 1. You're on. All right. Lost with the Nerfy. No run in the first inning. The Twins game have been on a 13 and 2. No run. Two outs. Nobody on. Turner walks. Steals second. Devers doubles. That's it. They take me out. Tough one there. See if we can bounce back. And uh, plenty of NFL talk next week. And we did a little bit earlier today, but I just, I got to go. Tampa Bay under is six and a half wins. To me, they got to finish in last place. And how are they going to win seven games with that outfit? Brady gone. He was the, you know, certainly they have some weapons, but good luck now with the drop off the quarterback, which you can say that's a big reason why people like the Jets as a playoff team with going from Wilson to Rodgers. But they go from Brady or Mayfield or Trask, whatever they're going to do. Good luck. I don't see how you can get to 7-10 and 10 with Tampa Bay. That's what I'm at. I don't disagree. Yeah. But they're going to be bad. Okay, so I talked about this on Tuesday at the time. Got down on some Kaysen Wallace over 12.5. It was actually on Tuesday. It was plus 105 when we brought it up. In pocket, when I talked about it then, it was minus 115 over 12 and a half his prop is now 14 and a half and uh, last check it was minus 130 by the way these numbers continue to move on the uh, nba draft the yeah. thompson minus 145 now to go fifth overall he was plus money not that long ago about minus 140 to go fifth overall so it looks like as of right now based on the odds it's going to be wemby one miller two scoot three amen four a sewer five the way it looks and that's all i have for today how about windhorst then windhorst says if portland holds on to the pick at three watch out there could something could be happening and by all accounts that's going to happen oh you know what so I'm, i mean I'm, there there are people on twitter some of them with a lot of followers who's saying this guy's getting traded lillard so okay i if uh, all the reports are that they're keeping him, but who knows brian windhorst also said this earlier this morning on espn the malcolm brogdon health issue is a health issue that issue that as he understands is so significant that not only can the Celtics not do this trade there's probably no Malcolm Brogdon Brogdon trade that they can do in the short term that's Brian Windhorst earlier today on ESPN damn wow that is something indeed all right there you go so you have uh, Mike Palm VP of Circa here you have dabbled in poker you used to work uh, you play a lot of poker you also uh, worked in a poker room and we're a dealer for many, many years. I got a lot for you here today. And it seems there's always something going on in poker and in the World Series of Poker right down the street. How about the Jason Kuhn story? Pulled from the $250,000 super high roller as his wife went into labor. He got his entry fee back. Uh, first place is, was $5 million. He had an average stack at the time. Mm -hmm. And they talked, they talked to the floor and the people before and it was worked out. It was like, okay, that's it. And I get my refund. What if he's the chip leader? 
What if they're deep in this Tougher decision. Thing? Sure, right. And how would you feel well, if you're the wife? But well, what if he has three big blinds left? <laughs> yeah. How, right. How's the rest of the field? I mean, uh huh. Sure. You get your money back. Oh, she's in labor. I'm down to I'm down to two big blinds. I better say she's in labor, right? I mean, before I get before too. I get eliminated, uh -huh. I yeah, save the right. two fifty. Also, was his second child, not his first child. If it's that's an interesting argument. You've yes. seen one. You've seen them all. Well, I got, <laughs> yeah, I, right. It's. You know, my my son was born. His mom had a cesarean, so it was different because you had to stand behind. You didn't really get, with with the baby, with the, the daughter, uh, more involved and in, and in holding them and helping her push and all that. It's it's something. I mean, it, it it's it's an experience, and you'll never forget the baby as the baby comes out and how small they are, and you know, and then trying to get them to cough to get their lungs out and all that. That's an interesting decision. But I mean, he entered the event knowing that she was going into it, so if he needed to be there. But what was he trying to hope, hoping she wouldn't give birth? Yeah, I, I don't know. I yeah. think it's a little bit of an angle. Sure. With the timing of it all, yeah. too, because mm -hmm. you're playing for $5 million, and that's a sick, sick buy-in. Yeah. 250000 What if you, you make it to the final table or if you're, you got a, or a sizable stack and there's a lot of tournament play left? It's You know, it's like the keynote tournaments here, right? The $500 uh -huh. buy-in, and you can rebuy and all that, and you have to have 60% of you. So it starts at 5 p.m. on Friday, and it ends at 2 a.m. on Sunday. And it's live money. You're getting the money you play on your card plus the prize pool based on the tickets who had the highest amount. But you have to play 60% uh, of your first ticket at least by noon on Saturday. But like a guy bought in, he paid the 500 and then he comes back on Sundays. I decided not to play. I, need, I want my 500 back. Well, you can't do that because then people could just sit there and wait to see Saturday if anybody hit a big ticket. You know, if somebody already hit 8,000, oh, I can't wait first place. The odds are low. Somebody got... so. I, but if the scores are low and 1,200's in first place, now I'm going to play. It's a huge advantage to be able to see, you know, more than halfway through the tournament what the high scores posted because we post the scores every hour. So I said, no, you can't get the money back. It's, post it's right there in the rules. There are no refunds. It's, it's unfair for you to be able okay. to see the, see the results. What could some reasons be for kicking a player out of a tournament also in the same tournament? $250,000 super high roller. There was a player in there, Martin Kibro, I think his name yeah. is pronounced, but you got to get David Baker on. I know his schedule's crazy. He won a bracelet, by the way, World Series of Poker. But uh, this guy finished in third place. He won $2.2 million. But before the tournament started, multiple big names, Andrew Robel, Tom Dewan, the list goes on on Phil Helmuth. This guy shouldn't be allowed to play. I'm uncomfortable around him. He's, he, I don't like how he behaves. Oh, by the way, nine, ten players are accusing him of marking cards. So then you have, it, there's video of it where he would he would look and they're playing, here's a shot to do this as well, with standing, standing up. up. So it's like, why is he standing up and why is he looking at everyone's cards? Because he's saying he's marking cards and there's video of him where after he's, you know, he's throwing away his hand, he takes his nail and he's marking it, it looks like to be, on, on the card. And so this is going over gone on over and over again in these tournaments and other tournaments he's been in, and then this is his routine, whereas he's trying to get a read. He doesn't look at, you know, what's going on, you know, faking it with about what's your, your chip stack and what's your size, where he's trying to see, look at his markings and trying to get and standing up over and over and over again. To me, if you're the WSOP, you have more than 10 players alleging cheating, I would shut the thing down and examine the cards. You now he's actually, it's flipped. Martin has hired a lawyer and he's going after these guys for defamation. You make a great point about shut it down now and look at all the cards. Sure. Um, Serious deal here. You could have made the decision before the tournament not to let him in. Yeah. If he's not marking the cards, he's playing a tremendous mind game on everybody else who think they can't bluff into him because he knows what their cards are. Right. Right? I mean, so he's, he's circumventing. making incredible he, calls. He, he, what's going yeah, on? Right. Yeah. He's circumventing. Now, he did go on Doug Polk's. Um, yep. podcast. I have to go back and listen to it. I didn't get a chance to listen, but I'm interested to hear him answer the questions that Doug Polk has about the whole incident. Because um, and now, you know, the, it doesn't do any good for the World Series of Poker to ever come out and say, oh, yes, he was cheating and all these cards were marked and he defrauded these players and all that. Obviously, right? I mean, they're, when, when you kind of take a more cynical look at it, what, what's going to be come back and said? But they could have avoided all this when you have these people that are well-known and respected in the community say, the guy's doing it, he's done it in other tournaments. You don't have to let everybody in, you know. You 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 have Just, a right to refuse yeah, the service based yeah. on a suspicion that that, that they're um, that they're circumventing the rules of the game. Uh, it's odd. Forget about this. Other stuff. Other times, it's just odd behavior, and players are saying, "I don't like. I will not enter tournaments if he's in them." Bad for the game of poker. How, okay. Very bad. Go. Yep. 
uh, John Mahaffey, Mahaffey tweeted this. <laughs> a slot attendant came up yeah. to me and said the casino owed me money. They tracked an abandoned ticket to my player's card. I said, that didn't seem right, but they insisted and gave me $95. That was a first. What say you, Mr. VP? Very possible. It- a ticket gets left in a machine. Somebody doesn't, else doesn't take it and cash it in. You had the player's card in the machine at the time when the ticket was abandoned. The ticket gets turned in to, you know, to a lost and found. And if they can identify you and you're a known player and they find you on the floor, give it back to you. You know, all those tickets that don't get collect, that don't get claimed, go to the state in Nevada. And the casino only keeps 25% of it. The state keeps 75% of it. So it's, it's an interesting, interesting. It's interesting. You're motivated to get it back to the players. Yeah. And what, yeah. what's right, the, where what, the state's only going to get 6.7%. What's the annual number on something like that? It's, you have it's any idea? Um, it's in the low six figures, I believe. I looked at it two years ago. It's around a quarter of a million dollars in the course of a year and with three casinos. So for our, so for here, our yeah. example of abandoned tickets. Okay. Now, a lot of them are 10 cents, 30 cents, less than yeah, a right. dollar, right? Right, right. But no, there's, there's, another, there's an old Pete Rose story, too. He was rolling dice and they overpaid him and the guy made a mistake. And they went to Pete and said, could you give the money back? Mm-hmm. The guy overpaid you. We'll, we'll have to fire him. He, go, he said, no, bleep him. I mean, how many times does the eye in, sky, eye in the sky catch him? It happens. Yeah, and you over- tell the person, you, we overpaid you. And if they don't want to pay you back, then you, they're not going to play on your properties anymore. Okay. So in this, oh, in this case, then, John was still on the property, like, after this session? Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't, like, two weeks later, hey, John, remember you were here a couple of weeks back, mm-hmm. and this is yours. Well, you know, with these slot systems, you know where any player is, and then they're, they're logged in, and, and you have a record of all of this stuff, because it happens. Or people will forget, they go to the bathroom, somebody takes their ticket, you're trying to track it down, see where it gets cashed out, you know which kiosk. I mean, there's a lot of identifying factors. All right, let's follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Up next, only one sports book in Las Vegas offered NBA draft props. Circa did not. What kind of feedback did they receive from betters? We'll ask Mike that question coming up next here on VEASAN. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This 
is Follow the Money on VSEN. Always football season here at VSEN. We're giving you our 2023 NFL guide early. It comes out next week, June 29th. Best bets on win totals, futures, and props. In-depth profiles of every team, including advanced stats. Can't wait. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today for as low as $19. Get your copy of the guide. Sign up today, VSEN dot com slash subscribe okay so the college world series contest that we have tonight yeah this is incredible because wake has been number one now for a long time actually lsu was number one for the beginning of the season have they lost a series wake i don't know not the whole year right yeah so this is they lose back to back here so they're going their pitcher is what on the year 17 and 17 and oh like a one eight and louder he's getting uh skeins tonight yeah Who's going to be what number one or number two in the one draft? One or two, guaranteed. Yeah. Okay, so LSU was as high as minus. They, I saw them open up minus one forty-five last night. I, you know, they're two dollars right now. I wanted to ask you this. At first, I, I was way wrong on this price. I thought this was going to be like one twenty, one twenty-five, and now it's a runaway to two dollars. Wow. At some point, is it going to be value on Wake? Well, guys, the guys seven sixteen and zero or seventeen and zero. The team's been number one all year. I mean, Skeens is not going to pitch a complete game. I just, I think it's. It's too high of a number. Well, you look at this price. They're, what no. an egregious error they made yesterday then. Not pitching it. Why didn't you throw your ace? Move to the they championship. To give, they're, giving him, they're giving him an extra day of rest. Oh, come on. I'm, I'm just telling okay, you. Okay, well, look, at, look what happened now. Well, you now know, you're, they're you're, also hoping they can use him in game one if they beat LSU yesterday. Right? They're, well, they're, sure, they're, but they're, that's, yeah. Sure. So the, the, the total in some, in some spots opened up 11 and a half. Wow. That is quickly moving. Should be nine and a half. That's where it's at. Some other spots. It's all these totals of twelve and and then these. This, I mean, these games are two, one, three, two, five, three, and all these totals are eleven up. Yeah, and the park getting, is too big. You, it's really hard to hit it out. You got to pull it down the line. And the wake bats have gone bye bye. Yeah, which is very unfortunate. Yep. No number one since ninety nine Miami has won this tournament. Isn't that wild? It's it's inconceivable. Yeah, it really is. It's re- it really right. is. Yeah. Think of that happening in college football. Yeah. Okay. So there was one sports book here in Las Vegas to offer um, NBA draft props. It was Station Casinos. They had them on the board. I didn't even find out about it until like <laughs> Tuesday night. I think they had them on the board for a day, day and a half, whatever. Circa elected not to. Uh, he had no desire to do this whatsoever. Did you get any negative feedback from betters here? I haven't heard of any. The NFL is the one where people complain because they want to bet. You, you posed the question to me in the email when we did the survey. What are the complaints? You nailed the list. I mean, the list, there was no surprises in the list. Number one, by a long shot, is more in play. More, you know, because we do certain in play, but not all. The only thing we do all is NFL. But certain MLB games, maybe three or four a day. College, 15 a day. So they want more. They want that there's everything in major sports. And then the second and it's a long way from first but there's a long way from second to third is props you know the props you offer on monday nights and sunday night people want that on every game to be able to bet those kind of props and not just the playoffs so those are by far the two big then the third would be the nfl draft that's the third biggest piece of feedback but, but, you get. but but it's you know like five percent you know what i mean mm. because the, the other two are so dominant but and it's topical too right because it's for one week and for a few days but I think that's a general consensus because we were very limited. You know, would we like to do it? What we do with the NBA and just pass on it? Yeah. Okay. So no, you got basically no feedback of saying, guys, where are the NBA draft props? None. None. I could ask Benson, but I don't think I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything, and I've had several meetings with Jeff. I've seen Chris Bennett. I didn't hear okay. any, any I, blowback. Uh, I, I asked this to Paul yesterday, right? Like, is this event? And I'll watch probably the, at least the first round tonight. Right. Is it the, the only way you can really watch it? Those are the bets, right? Yeah. It's, I don't even know these names. Nobody does. I do, other than the kid from France, because they've been talking about him for two years. These, it's not like the college stars are even in the, in the top of this. It's all, and it's been this way for a while, that you don't even know the, the top 10. You may not know f- half the names. I mean, you got to watch YouTube videos from the yeah. G League. I know. Who's going to do that? Yeah. You know, I mean, you got to be a diehard college basketball fan to know who these 18-year-old freshmen are. I mean... It was so much easier when we were younger, when these drafts, the NBA drafts were amazing. When oh, we have seniors yeah. coming out who we watch for four years, or uh, it was rare when a sophomore would come out of college. Elijah on Bowie Jordan. I mean, I mean, they were all stars but, of the college game. Yeah, and what, that lasted for a long time, and that's time. it's never going to get back to that yeah. ever. Um, 
I will tell you this, like it's, it seems to be pretty quiet right now. Uh, I looked at um, Twitter on a bunch of guys who, like Shams and Woj. Shams hasn't tweeted since uh, reporting the Marcus Smart trade to the Grizzlies last night. So that's been nine, 10 hours now. Woj tweeted a couple of times about Dan Hurley staying at UConn, but nothing on the draft. So other than DraftKings moving a couple of numbers on a Sewer Thompson today, there's really like no reporting going on about this event tonight. Yeah, the Zion thing got quiet too. And I don't know what to believe with the Lillard stuff either. That'd be phenomenal if Zion can be on the move and something happens there as well. Um, do you think this guy's going to be able to stay healthy? The big, I mean, the seven five. I mean, we just went this, through this with Holmgren, you know, Sam Bowie. Let's goes on and on about these big guys, and they always seem to get hurt. Which, to, when Mitch said earlier, though, about you can take plus money on the field, you can have everyone else for rookie of the year. Well, the guy playing sixty games. Well, that's that's a good question. The durability. Sure. Yeah, and and if you can get plus money on the, how are you going to lay it? I mean, Greg Oden, a, another one. I forgot about Greg Oden. Minute ball. Anyhow, yep. um, we'll see. Uh, he's going to go up a much different style of play. But the thing is, the NBA game is not a post game anymore. You know what I mean? It's just all spread out with wing shooters, and yep. and the three has become so dominant that it may be in a different era that he doesn't have to bang, bang, bang down in the post as much. Uh, and this guy plays a perimeter game, too, from all these videos. You see the guys out there shooting, you know shooting three-pointers. Sure. Yo, Mike, he's doing put-back dunks off a of missed three from his own shot. <laughs> Come on, you can't. that's an alien. <laughs> okay, so is, I think that is actually something that you guys might consider here at Circa, putting up a similar bet, which would be Offensive Rookie of the Year, Victor Wembenyama or the field? Because I know last year during the season, you were offering Paolo Banquero or, or the field because he turned into a runaway favorite. Mm -hmm. I would be intrigued by the field here because of Paulie, what you just said. Now the new requirements to win these awards, you have to play 65 games. Plus, look at the organization they they, they he's going even, to. He, he, they, they, they started low management. That's what I was going to just gonna oh, say. Okay. No, no, but I mean, it's right. mean. Yeah. He, he might not, if okay. he's healthy, play 65 that's games. Right. That's right. They sit out so much. Sure. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> And then look at that. I, this is at, uh, this plus, is at um, DraftKings. I mean, Will the Spurs win 35-plus games is 2-1. to one. So what is their total going to be? Going to be like 33, 32 and a half? Low, uh, low, very low 30s. 31? Yeah. Really? Well, Probably something like that, yeah. They are so good at player development. And then to put them with Pop in that group, it's, it could be scary. Uh, what, what, realizing his full potential. But if the kid sneezes wrong, or just it's like, okay. Take a week off. Does this, I mean, that, does this make mean Pop's going to be in it five more years? Five? What if, more? What if, what if the guy lives up to expectations? More? Ten more? Ten? Fifteen? going to ride out another dynasty here? <laughs> he puts he, together another one? If this guy would have come along four or five years ago, he could have just kept the continuity going with, the, you know, yeah. the Robinson, sure. the Duncan, and all that. By the I, way, one other thing. Sorry. No, uh, on, on that survey that mm. you talked about, and you guys were yeah. tweeting this out. Hey, we want your feedback. What could yeah. we improve on? Yeah. I threw a couple of uh, suggestions at you, one of which was adding a website so you can bet on a desktop or a laptop. Anybody else say something like that? Yeah, we've had several of those. Is that a consideration? It is. Oh, very good. Yeah, it is. Just a tech deal. Sure it That's is. Yeah. All. Yeah. Illinois update? So Full House got their full license, so now it's just, uh, you know, Stadium getting there. And, um, you know, we're shooting for, like, that week of August 22nd. Um, get open by the end of August and be ready, for, be ready for week one, you know, the NFL and Good college. And I saw the tweets uh, weekend. Yeah. The contest weekend. 24th through the 26th here is the big contest weekend. We're going to go up to Sparks in northern Nevada and do sign-ups. For those folks in northern Nevada and, and the Bay Area to come down, that's uh, Friday, August 4th, Saturday, August 5th. In fact, Tim Murray and Sean King and that crew are going to go up and do their Friday show from the casino up there um, that weekend. Then the next weekend is going to be the preseason NFL blackjack tournament. 32 people. Every oh team will get God. drafted. You finish last in the blackjack tournament, you get the Cardinals. Oh, my but God. But every team gets drafted. <laughs> yeah. So that, that'll How be cool fun. Is that? The next weekend's Keno Slot, and then the, the fourth weekend is the, the big sign-up weekend of an event at Bar Canada uh, Thursday night, pool day at Stadium Swim on Friday, and then the panel, nice. panel Saturday afternoon. Hey, look, yeah. I mean, worse things could happen. You could get the 32nd pick on the Cardinals and then put it up on Prop Swap later on that day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a $1,500 fee. You may, may yeah. pay the most. 
I mean, I had a, yeah. at the bottom of the pool. I didn't want to make the payouts too big because they're yeah. going to be four, five hundred to one. Some of these teams, yeah. right? You good, know what I mean? Right. The biggest liability will be on those teams. What's, what's the first prize going to be? Uh, Ten thousand, twelve thousand, I believe. Twelve thousand. I had number a, one. Split the, split the hundred thousand thirty two ways. It's not quite as simple as twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. Great job, yeah. Hard B. Love the Stephen F. Austin. Good stuff. That stuff writes itself. Yes, it does. Reach the pinnacle. Uh, six weeks. Yeah, it's six weeks from tonight. Hall of Fame game. Bob Ryan tomorrow. I want to see what he thinks. Comparisons to Wembenyama. And what, what does he think about this guy? He's, he's seen them all play. He would know. He had a tweet. He's adamant about keep, keeping the pitch clock for the playoffs. A good tweet. Very good. If you miss any good. of the show, go back and search Follow the Money wherever you get your podcast. Talk to you tomorrow. See you. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.